y'all it's the full disclosure show i'm Derek lamont williams the first we got barbara rich green dick dashley and the little lady the house miss lisa lisa burnett how we doing how we doing how we live i mean i'm excited for this show man hey we back again baby. yes yes yeah, we had a little technical difficulties y'all but we coming at you live you know what i mean facebook we uh on on spotify stitcher breaker you know the podcast is going worldwide, worldwide. We're trying to push the push the culture forward. We're trying to push the platform forward, man, and uh, bring our voices, not just us, but all our voices to the forefront. So, uh, what's up with it, y'all? Man, y'all don't even know. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be on the ground. I have happy to be sick. alive. Yes, I have been so sick. I was scared. Uh, how y'all doing? Well, I'm glad you're back from the brink and with nothing that took you out of here. Welcome back. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm happy. We're doing great. That's what's, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Again, I'm excited, man. This is the full disclosure show where we tell it like a TIS. And um, again, if y'all, if y'all rock with us, man, share the link, share the video, subscribe to the podcast on, on uh, Anchor. And again, I said we've been encouraging people, man, do your own, put your own voice out there. Everybody's voice is, is, is invaluable. You know what I mean? Really your voice is, is invaluable. Really is. So uh, we want, we want, I want to hear, uh, I want to hear, you know what I'm saying, what's your voice sound right with the sports joint, you know what I mean? So I can come on there and talk to sports. You know Bubba, what? I, Bubba, I was just with him. Bubba Boy Cole, yeah, Bubba Sorry. Boy Cole, where that old school hip hop joint at? Man, I can't wait till he do that podcast. I, I, I just want to be invited. You know what I mean? Patrick Buck Boy Cole, you know you got to do that podcast. So, uh, I guess without further ado, since uh, Lisa, Lisa, you already touched on your health situation, you want to get into the subject of the day? Not, not, not at all. Hey, let's talk to Freddie. I mean, so I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, what were you getting at? So 
So this doctor tells me that ever since weed has became legal, they've been seeing more cases of marijuana bowel syndrome. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell is marijuana bowel syndrome. And he doesn't even have a, an answer to tell me what this marijuana bowel syndrome is. All he just tells me is that um, that the only way to cure it is that I have to stop smoking weed for three months so the toxins can get out of my system. But there's no cure for this bowel syndrome. So I proceed to say, well, you're giving me these pills to help me stop throwing up, but the pills is making me worse. So that's why I'm back in here. But if I smoke a blunt, I'm gonna stop throwing up and I'm gonna be able to eat. He says, no, 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 that's just all in your mind. And walks off the road. So they give me another set of nausea pills, doesn't work. I go back to the hospital and again they come back at me with this marijuana bowel syndrome and give me another set of pills and it doesn't work. So more of the story is finally I went to the doctors, got some medicine, that helped me and I'm here today to tell y'all about my experience in the hospital. So once I uh, got my life together, I got to thinking Got your whole life together. My whole life together. I got to thinking some time back, I had ran into this information called the Gerson therapy. And uh, I got this information. My mom is sick. And somebody gave me this information. So I did a little research on it. It had presented it to my mom. And we talked about it, but it never really went no further than the conversation. So what this Gerson therapy is, is basically healing yourself with from any disease, disorder, cancer in particular, but cancer, diabetes, thyroid, through nutrition. Now we all know how nutrition, how important nutrition is. That's so through nutrition, through juicing, your organic vegetables and fruits and vegetables, your body is able to start to heal itself in the way that it is supposed to heal itself versus you taking these pills. And these pills are giving you all types of side effects for things that you don't even have ailments for. But now you do because you're taking these, these pills to lower your blood pressure. Well, all you have to do is just change your diet. But that's not the only thing you have to do, but that's yeah. one of the most important, important. things that mm -hmm. needs to be done. So I, so I kind of just got this book. I had got this book for someone in my family because they needed it more than me. But... They really weren't putting it to use. I don't know if they can see that. They really weren't putting it to use. So I was like, you it's know. It's called I, the Gerson Therapy. I need to um, borrow this book. This book is uh, the Gerson to borrow, Therapy. You got to borrow your book back. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Gerson Therapy by uh, Charlotte Gerson. So her father, Max Gerson, he was a German guy. And they say he discovered, but we all know black folks had discovered all these things long before other folks had discovered. So I like to say he rediscovered that. He, re, he remixed it. Yeah, remixed it. Put the puffy, puffy spirit on. You can cure anything through nutrition. So, you know what I'm saying? They did all these researches, research and got all these cases, about 50 cases where this, this woman, because the father eventually died and then the daughter took over. So now she took over and she's passing on this information 
and they got about 50 cases where people have came in and said, hey, this is what's going on. They got the documentation. They got the proof. You know what I'm saying? The proof is in the pudding. So I kind of didn't get a chance to go through this book and read it. I'm going to start reading it. So I kind of just got a chance to um, just go over the documentary and kind of scheme through the book a little bit. So one of the things that they were talking about in this book that kind of really piqued my interest was they were talking about how when you juice from your natural organic vegetables that that juice enters your body as quickly as alcohol does. So just imagine how quick alcohol enters your bloodstream and how quick you get drunk. You be drunk and you don't even realize you're drunk until you stand up or until you go outside or whatever. And then they were saying like, drink one eight, eight ounce glass of juice 13 times a day and it kind of does sound excessive but if you think about it you drinking water or you drinking beer or you drinking juice coffee you know what I'm saying just as much so if you add all that up and just put it in one big jug and just drink it throughout the day you know what I'm saying you that'd be easy to take on and they also was talking about how flaxseed oil raw flaxseed oil it's good for you. And it's, I mean, not to cook, but to just to take it to a chest to help your body start ridding all these toxins and getting rid of all these um, things that we ingest every day, not just through food, but through soaps, deodorants, lotions, breathing, touching on things, paint, just everyday things that you wouldn't even think that harm you is harmful to you. Another one of the things that they was talking about that really was interesting to me, and I had, I had a family that had a health scare, and um, they were having problems with their colons and everything, so they couldn't kind of they couldn't figure out what was going on or how to fix it. So you know me, I started doing my little research, and I read into this article, and it sounds crazy, and it sounds like what, but I think it really has some. Um, I think it really has some truth to it. So basically, it's called a coffee enema. And we all know what an enema is. It's just with coffee, organic coffee. And what that does is that that coffee goes into your kidneys, you know what I'm saying, cleanses and gets all that toxins out, all the stuff that we leave in our body that we think we got out, and it comes out, it just comes out through your, you know, about you yeah. know, it's crazy you say that because that's what I during the day I drink too. Like now for the past three weeks, I have been like fasting during the day, mm-hmm. and the only thing I have like two cups of coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have one like at around six, and then I have one again at ten, and it is it, 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 it runs through you straight through you. It is just like regular up to your coffee, so. I can right. imagine with the organic, you know what I mean? That's right, so just think about it. Yeah, when you drink coffee, the first thing you do, I know I do, is I got to go use the bathroom. So can you imagine if it does that to you, with you just drinking it, how it would do to you if you, you know what I'm saying, give yourself an enema. Now, I ain't saying that's what I would do, mm-hmm. but the case that I have read, this, this young man, he had um, an access on his bladder. And... You know what I'm saying? They kept giving the medicine and antibiotics, but it wasn't working, and it was getting worse and worse. And we know, like, you can die from that. To 
have, not a, not a cyst, but an abscess. Mm -hmm. So they were getting ready to give this guy a colostomy bag, take out some of his bowel. That was the end of the, that was his last straw. He didn't want that. Mm -hmm. So somehow he ran into this information. Now they didn't present it as the Gerson therapy. It was presented as something else, I can't remember. But the guy did this, you know, with the coffee enema over time and it didn't really take long. And the abscess had dis dissolved and mm -hmm. he was back to normal. It took, you know, it took time to build his body up, but he was back to normal and everything. And it's like, we don't understand that obesity, some stuff like obesity, it's not because people are overeating. It is, but people are overeating because the food that we're eating is not properly nourishing our bodies. So we're eating and we're eating and we get full, but we're not satisfied. So we keep going back, keep going back, and the next thing you know, you're obese. So really, in the world that we're living in, we're living, we're, we're dying. We're, we're like the walking dead. He was saying we're dying alive yeah. because of the nutrition that we're eating. And I know me personally, after I had this health scare, because I'm the type of person that I don't get sick often. Mm -hmm. But when I do get sick, it'd be cold, scratchy throat. And I might be sick for five days, but I've never been this sick for this long, this intensely. Yes. You said so it made me, it had, to, it had to bring me back to reality and take a look back at what am I doing. You know, I need to do more besides just not eat meat, exercise, and pops and vitamins, obviously. Yeah. Read some of these comments, Rich, and I'd like to get your take on what, what, what you just heard. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we got several. I just want to say uh, hello, D Champion, Tanya Mitchell. Uh, got a few people, Marcus Johnson, Jeff Brown. You know, hey, how y'all doing? Patrick Bumboy Cole, Natasha Petty. She is actually in the hospital herself. Uh, so we send in healing vibes her way. Uh, she got kidney stones. Oh my gosh. She also wish, wishes you a speedy recovery. She's glad that you're doing well. I wish you as well. Hell, look like, up that Gerson therapy. I'm telling you. Gerson therapy? The Gerson therapy. Okay. I got the book here. I'm about to start reading it here soon. But they have lots of documentaries on her and what and how the Gerson therapy works on YouTube. Honey, look that up. I'm telling you. But she said, uh, even from the hospital bed, I wasn't trying to miss the show. We appreciate that. Uh, Man, that's much, much appreciated. You know, uh, she went on to say, uh, she, said, she said if she passes kidney stone, she'll be good. This is Tasha Petty, Patrick Bubba Boy, Cole, Jerome Newman. What up, what up, y'all? D, full disclosure show. Yeah, say that, D. I'm going through. So uh, you said, uh, as far as my comment, um, you know, uh, a lot of what you said, uh, I do agree with, you know, uh, detoxifying the body, you know, uh, using natural things like Derek was saying when you mentioned uh, the coffee enema. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've known that to be true with myself, even with myself in the morning. I, I try to drink uh, two cups of coffee myself and it does evacuate your bowels, not to be <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, evacuate for real. Yeah. But, uh, and then I also try to get most of my water. I try to drink eight glasses of water first thing in the morning to, to wash out. And Lisa, you hit something on the head, how you can eat food all day long. You could actually gain weight, mm -hmm. but still be hungry. Like you said, you know, you eat, but you're not full. We're not eating anything that's fibrous. A lot of the stuff that we eat is toxic food. It's high in starches. Starches turn to sugar in your body. That's why diabetes, juvenile diabetes mm -hmm. is now a problem because uh, of the diets. 
and uh, a lot of food that they sell us in the stores or that's available in a lot of our neighborhoods aren't nutritious. You know, it's crazy because we grew up with all organic food mm-hmm. coming up. We didn't think much about it. It was just what we wanted those frozen dinners. We wanted the fake food. Uh, now you can't get the organic stuff. You got to pay more for it. So um, I don't think that is it's happening by happenstance. No. <laughs> you know, uh, you feed your body, but you're starving yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. You know, um, it, it's it's a testament to, to y'all that both of y'all are, are vegans. You know, and the fact that you do watch what you put in your body. So to even have yourself go through this type of sickness, I know, had to be a shock. It but was. the book like The Gerson Therapy, I think that those things are, 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 are part and parcel into getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of, you know, African Holistic Health by Dr. Lalo Africa. Uh, he, he spearheaded a lot of this research and, and what people are saying. You know, he was the first one to say, basically, if it's white, don't eat it. Right. And, uh, you know, that necessarily wasn't a play on race or anything. It's just the food was a nutri- it wasn't nutritious. You Facts. know, it's starchy. You know, it, it, it doesn't do anything. Derek? I mean, I would encourage one thing. If, if, there's, if it's a natural disease, then there's a natural cure. One thing I would... I would encourage anybody to check this out is to pre first of all prevention is is, is key you know what i mean that's and a, and that's prevention. yeah it's about watching what you put in your body like healing yourself from within like you said there's all kinds of techniques but the main line is you know if you got if it's a and you know we do it if, if i got something that's wrong first thing i do is look up the natural remedy because mm-hmm. it's a natural remedy for everything, you know what I mean? That's especially if it's a natural disease. If it comes from nature, then it's automatically uh, a, a response to it, something that you can take to heal yourself, you know what I mean, from within. So, But the prevention, you know, we, we knock on people's head. People, they clown because they want to eat what they want to eat. And I think the big thing, a, a lot of the thing is, you know, because we don't get full. But a lot of thing is, too, we eat because of, the taste we eat because you know what I mean what, what tastes good to us right. you know what I mean we live to eat man people live to eat people can't you be thinking about going to eat something all week you know what I mean <laughs> like oh I'm gonna eat we're gonna go and smash Friday they be like <laughs> we, we live we love to do it and it's like but at a certain point you have to decide whether you want to eat to live or you want to live to eat and start looking at everything that you put in your body because a lot of this shit like you said it's, it's poison we poison ourselves, you know what I mean, and so, and, and you know, you see examples of people who cured cancer, people who cured diabetes, uh-huh. naturally. I know people personally that had diabetes. You know what I mean? Shout out to my man Lavelle. You know what I'm saying? Go out to the barbershop in Massman. He uh, he was a diabetic. He changed the way he ate. He doesn't have to take insulin no more or anything. No, no, you know, did that on his own. So you can cure all these diseases through diet. And it's, it's a meme I just saw that uh, it's a line, and it says pills and surgery, and everybody is in that line. And then the other <laughs> line says things. lifestyle change. There ain't nobody yeah, in that line. Yeah. Today, yeah. You know what I mean? So that I mean, that's about that, that's that's the size of it. You know, we'll take a pill in a heartbeat. You know, I know a guy that take high blood pressure pills every day and eating hamburgers, cheeseburgers, steaks. Why are you taking the high blood pressure pills if you're going to eat steaks? 
red meat all the time. You know, you know, you know. So. Well, he taking them pills, so he can't eat that shit. You know, but it's it's like wow. You know what I mean? So that's what that's my thing. It's, just, it's a natural, it's a natural cure, and it's about how, how much you love yourself. You know, and really love. You know what I mean? You if you can't if you don't take care of yourself, then you, I don't feel you truly love yourself. One thing I feel that I feel like it's be it's selfish for people to neglect themselves in young age, and then when you get old, you expect for your kids to take care of you. Yeah. And that's selfish because your kids shouldn't be obligated. <clears throat> Excuse me. You shouldn't feel that you can just do whatever you want to do. Because my kids is there, they they supposed to take care of me. You know saying I don't think that's fair to your loved ones. That's selfish for you. Yeah, because you see people in the, in, the, in the hospital bed. You know what I mean? You like smoking, <laughs> you know, yeah. or or you know what I mean? Like you, but but then like smoking well, through the whole yeah, day, and you're not thinking about nobody else but yourself. See, I, you know, you love so and so's got to come and wipe your ass and change your bed pad. So and so got to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, so, yeah, you. that's a good point. We don't think about the ones that love us. That's true. You know, and what they, I mean, I do, you know, it's like that's one of the things. I don't want nobody wiping my eyes with me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if it means I got to stop eating certain things, hey, I remember what it tastes like. And every blue moon, if I want to yeah. I want to eat it, I will. But, you know, it's, it's just about putting the things in your body that's going to help you. And not just stuff to just feed our appetites. Or, or just go get a pill to feed this, the, the symptom and not looking for a cure for right. what's causing the symptom. I think we so quick to get this pill because we be in pain. And in our mind... That quick fix. Yeah, in our mind we feel as if we trust in these people because somebody told us that we could trust these people. But we need to keep in mind that the health industry, whether what's it's... Up, whether it's the hospital, your doctors, your eye doctors, whatever, they're not in the business of curing you. They're not in the business of helping you mm -hmm. stop whatever's going on in your body. They want you to keep coming right. back. You know, that's something I really, I want to ask you something, really both of y'all. It just made me think, a couple of weeks ago we did a, uh, a show about sex, right? Remember? Mm -hmm. And we talked about doing, having sex for procreation or for pleasure. Well, there's a there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of connections to food mm -hmm. in the same sense. Correct. Do you eat food for health reasons or for pleasure? You know what I mean? Because a lot of us eat for pleasure. You know what I mean? Instead of just for staying healthy. You know what I'm saying? Food for health. Food for oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy, take a picture of your plate. Like, look at that yeah. steak. I'm about to smash. I am totally guilty of that. <laughs> Man, I've seen. I'm totally. I'm, I'm the most guilty of all of us. <laughs> Right. I've seen the most craziest things. Okay, so it's this fetish online where heavy, obese women, they record themselves eating or getting fed like straight glutton. And like people be like, oh, we'll do this and do that. And people be like eating these nasty cheeseburgers and they be and they be keeny but they be like you know morbidly obese and like that's be people's fetish or people be wanting to see you crunch like what is people's mindset and this obsession with food how are we so connected with food that that that's that's sexy that's life you know what i'm saying 
Well, Jerome Newman said, uh, I know I need to get on a healthy quest, for real. I don't want my kids uh, having the dread of coming to my aid. So, so real, so yeah. real. So he agreed with that. I agree with that as well. Timothy Hughes, Tim Dog. <laughs> Jerome said he not taking, he don't take pics of his food. <laughs> like I said, I'm the most guilty of that of anybody I know. But I mean, it just, it, but it, it goes to, you know, I ain't gonna sit there and lie. I didn't made some. I just sat there and made something like, oh, boy, I should show this to the world. This this will really look good. Yeah. I just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, yeah, we all been guilty. Like, yeah, I'm about to smash. But I, I think it's important, man. You know what I mean? To really, again, I want I, everything I do is out of love. And, and I, I just want to, if you don't, if you neglect yourself in that way, then you really don't love yourself. That's, that's more the difference between lust. And love, again, it's the same tangibles with sex. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we instead of lusting for food and engulfing and, and, and it, it, it's just a great feeling, man, when you look at your refrigerator and you see nothing but veg, vegetables and fruit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you ain't never done that, then try it. You know what I mean? When you look at your refrigerator and there's nothing but vegetables and there's nothing but fruit and the stuff, when you put this, <laughs> everything you put in your body, it's, it's, it's fruits and vegetables, you know what I mean? It's just an amazing you know, feeling. You know how many people go open up and look at the fruits and the vegetables? <laughs> They're like, wow, this looks amazing. All right, let me go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Order like some pizza. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like pizza. eating this. I don't feel like eating this ham, this uh, apple. Let me go right. get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Uber Eats. Let me call Uber Eats. But again, man, so DoorDash. That's mm -hmm. definitely crucial, man. And uh, so we definitely want to. Uh, uh, like I said, last word on that. Just take care of yourselves, man, because we don't. We want to. I want to be here. Yeah, I want y'all guys to be here, and I want y'all to be here and live long, prosperous uh, uh, lives. We got some more comments. Yeah, uh, Tyan says she tried to call. Please call back in. We we up and ready. Matter of fact, I'll did call her. Call yes, I put it out there. And just in case they didn't get it, it was three three zero. What is that? I'm going to make sure I got that right because last week I gave the wrong one. 330-578-4230. Once again, I'll go ahead and give Ty a call. I think she wanted to chime in on this. Trying to get this call in, man. Right now, you're watching the Full Disclosure Show. What's up, Running Wrong? I'm Dag Lamont Williams, the first. We got Bobby Ritz Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa, Lisa, a little lady house. Hello, we got Tanya, the caller right doing? now. Yeah, I was just going to try to call you back. I had to stop the front one while the young people making my story. Oh, don't worry. Well, welcome to the Full Disclosure Show. We got Tanya Mitchell on the line, everybody. Hello, hello. What's up, Tanya? What's up, hello. Candy? Just like that, huh? And I just, I'm looking at her like, okay, 
Tanya, can you hear me? Hey, Tanya, we, we, hey, Tanya, sorry, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hey, I was trying to get my uh my mother to stop eating bacon, right? She always wanted to order bacon. I said, Mom, you need to stop eating that bacon. And she said, Well, you know, the the, the hospital has it on the list of the things that I can eat. I said, Ma, you think they want you to get healthy? You know what I mean? I'm trying. To, they don't want us healthy. They want us coming back. Hey, just in case you didn't hear the caller, uh, this is for the people that's listening on the podcast. What the caller said was that she went to the hospital and uh, she was having pain in her knee. And the doctor came in and just touched her knee and said, you have arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you're not going to recommend some lifestyle changes, uh, some exercise, no x-rays. So uh, what she was saying is the medical industry is making money off of this, so there's really no... Uh, urgency, sense of urgency for them to the tell you to change the diet. The Food and Drug Administration, they all in on it. They 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 tell them what can approve mm-hmm. and what doesn't approve, and they get money for that. You know what I mean? And it's it's crazy because this woman, um, Charlotte Gerson, she had to go all the way and build a hospital in Tijuana, Mexico, because her practice is frowned upon here in America. So if you go to the hospital and mention the Gerson therapy, they're going to look at you like crazy and talk like, we don't know what that is. That has nothing to do with us. So she can't even treat people here in America because it's so fraudulent. She's lucky she ain't wound up dead. She's lucky. <laughs> well, Tyre, we appreciate your call, and we, we, we wish you luck with your, your, your healing, y'all. That's my big sister. You keep doing what you're doing. Caddy, thanks for supporting us, man. We appreciate it. You know we oh, love no, you. I, I Y'all, you know, Richard, I be so, my life is so cluttered with so many things to do. And I said, not tonight. I'm going to support my brother and friends and family. Well, you know what? So I said, everybody down, sit there, wait, got kind of nervous because I'm like, I'm supposed to get on this. Hey, see? Uh, I, Richard, somebody came in, you should have my smile like somebody gave me a whole car. I see. But anyway, um, I'm going to also say, uh, Lisa, listen, you can buy a sample. I don't know if you have a blender, but I am uh, just blending uh, green apple, kale, and cucumbers. Oh my God, that's such a refreshing drink. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's not organic, it's just pill. Yeah. You know, you can't get organic fruit pill in, in, in ju
and she juices. Mm. And if you can't juice it, peel it. You know, do it. I Ted Whitfield is one of the people who's done that. I've been tired from last week, week, and I'm telling since I've been juicing, my energy is coming back because it's the food. It's the food. Yeah, I don't know if y'all can hear. She said her energy is coming back. This weekend, so yeah, just you know, try to as much as possible healthy and to juicing like you've been in the beginning show. That's one of the secrets too. That's it. Uh, healthy juicing and staying away from all this these restaurants and all this stuff that girl. I just close my eyes and walk past Becky Ann when I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks Candy you for the call, man. Appreciate the love. Well we appreciate you Candy. Keep I'm listening to the show. Yeah, yeah. Keep tuning right. in because we about to get into this next subject. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Oh, that's my baby. Oh, right you know, hug up on it. That's God, how much I love you. Yeah. I love you. Bye. Hey, man, again. Like the little kids when they tell you, I love you. I love you. Bye. Yeah, can I go outside? Bye. Yeah. Go yeah. go ahead. Bye. Boom. Yeah. They go. Deep, y'all, let's tune in to the full disclosure show, man. I'm Derek Lamont Williams the first. We got Barbara Rich Green, Dick Dodson, little lady in the house, Miss Lisa Lisa. What's up? Kimmy uh, Cheney, Miss Johnny's. What's up? Get with me, Johnny's. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into this next subject, man. And, and I, we, I call it death etiquette. Because <laughs> I was trying what to figure out. What is that? Death etiquette? Death etiquette. Yeah, well, yeah. I was trying to figure out how to frame what I was going to talk about. Because, it's, it's, you know, give me a minute. I'm going to go. But uh, I kind of was watching, uh, as, as you may know, or some of you may not know, Bushwick Bill died, you know, a week ago, right? Maybe a week ago, a couple weeks ago. Over, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a, a fan of Ghetto Boys, a fan of Bushwick, or any other artist that I watched. You know, I, you know, I, they pass away. I like to look at the, the uh, responses of their peers and, right. and, and whatnot. So, I was, I was watching. I, of course, I come across uh, uh, Willie D. Mm-hmm. Of course, a member of the Ghetto Boys. So, you know, thirty years, somebody off and on. You know, and you know, if anybody, you know, know the Ghetto Boys story, they had a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. The whole to group the did, least. to say the least. To say the least. So he was just coming on Vlad. Shout out to Vlad TV. You know, he do the, uh, the, the, the crazy interviews on YouTube. So if you, you know, check it out. But basically, he didn't attend Bushwick's funeral. Right. And he was saying he, he felt disingenuous by attending his funeral. Like, you know, because he didn't, they, they didn't like each other. They didn't rock like that. And then, so, you know, and so, and he went on to talk about a lot of, you know, basically, from his perspective of who Bushwick is, he really wasn't a good dude. And this is coming from his perspective, you know, everybody else. So, and so I was like, wow. And then Bushwick's Bill son had a response, feeling that Willie D was clout chasing, so to speak, and using his, his father's death for publicity and that he shouldn't say some of the things he said, that we should, you know, that whole saying, don't speak ill of the dead. Mm-hmm. But what if that's all that was of the dead. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, so the, the, the conversation, I thought it was an interesting conversation to let me to think about how do we handle situations like that now? You know, people who we didn't really care for or you may have to, you know what I'm saying, unfortunately the people I can't stand are still alive, so I can't say it. I'm just joking. I wish death apart nobody. You know what I mean? But, like, to be in a situation where you really didn't like somebody, do you Speak about when they pass away. Do you speak about them? Do you do you speak like, hey man, you know? Do you go to their funeral if you really didn't like them? You know, maybe a, a baby mama or a baby father, or something like that. You know, do you do you attend the funeral out of respect if you really didn't care for that person? Do you you know do you keep it real or you say not? Now I've been to funerals where 
they're saying all these wonderful things about this person. I'm thinking to myself, that shit wasn't true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, 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 you know, they're damn well that wasn't true. You know what I mean? And you hear a bunch of people saying, oh, it was great. They was this. Like, you didn't, you know what I mean? So I've, I've been in that situation. But, you know, how, how do y'all feel about the takers as far as people, a person who's passed away? Do you do you keep it real and, and talk about who they really were, were if they was a shitty individual? Do you say Remember the whole thing with ex, what was it, ex, Existition, where uh, he passed away and uh, everybody was coming out saying X, Y, Z, and then the one guy, I forget the, uh, the artist, like the dude was a, 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 he beat women, you know what I mean? And they felt like he shouldn't have said that because he was dead, but it was true. He had cases, you know what I mean? He had uh, uh, multiple accusations of beating women, and a lot of people felt that they shouldn't have said that because he had passed away. So. What are y'all feelings on that there? Well, well, well yeah, you want to go, go first, Lisa? Um, I've, been in a, I've been in a situation where um, the person, I was at a funeral, and I didn't really care for the person that I was there for. I was, I was a child at that time, so I was kind of forced to go. But I kind of feel like, if, if I have the choice, I'm not going to go to the funeral. And some things are just left better unsaid about a person, you know? But if the person, if somebody comes to me and they're like, and they put me in a position where I have to say my feelings, then that's a different story. But I don't think I will go to this show up at the funeral and just start being like, Oh, well, this person ain't shit. This, that, and the third, A, B, C, one, two, three. I wouldn't do that. I don't think... I, now, I'll say this for you before I get your comment, Rich. I wouldn't say that was that, that's not a proper place for anybody to go to somebody's funeral and say, hey, this part, you know what I mean? If you go in there, go pay your respects. If you didn't rock with them, just, you know, whatever. But as far as general conversation or... After, you know, if, if that's your experience with that person, then that's your experience. Yeah. yeah. I just don't, I don't think it's proper to go to somebody's funeral yeah. and speak ill of them. Or call somebody's mama and speak ill of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But your son was a piece of shit. I'm glad he's dead. But, you know, Piss on his grave. But I'm amongst my friends and family, and you be like, oh, you know James died like this. Fuck James. Yeah. He ain't shit anyway. Fuck him. You know, that's a different story. But, yeah. I'm glad he's dead. I hope he burned in hell. If there's a hell, he gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Otis said 100, Derek. Patrick Buffboy Cole said, the cat wants to make a comment. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get in there. Hey, Dominique Dudu Scott. Hey, uh, as far as me, um, I haven't had the, um, I guess, unfortunate opportunity of having some, somebody that I really didn't like that passed away. Uh, it's not too many people that I, I, I don't like. When I think of people like I hate, I think of, you know, uh, you know people of the past. You know, right, Hitler's right. King Leopold, that, those type of people. But, you know, right now, um, I'm very selective of who I have in my circle anyway. So... It's, it's, I couldn't see myself necessarily uh, necessarily avoiding a funeral right now. Mm. Anybody that I deal with on a regular basis, be it family or uh, friends that have become family, I'm 
I'm most likely going to be there if it's within my power to be there. Be there. But um, I wouldn't necessarily go up and speak at every funeral that I attend mm-hmm. because that's disingenuous. Um, I can't stand when I see people do that, actually. You know, um, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm not just going to make up some, excuse me, feel good stories or something like that just because the person is gone. Um, if they didn't have any redeeming qualities, uh, I got the type of personality where I'm going to find, I, I play devil's advocate a lot. Yeah. I, I do it on the show a lot, you know, so I do that within life. So I, I would say that that person was themselves, you know, uh, so I guess it takes all kinds. But as far as I did see the interview with Willie D and his whole relationship, as he was explaining it, you know, we only hear his side, obviously. Right. But, um, you know, he did say this. There's people funeral I'm not going to attend and I don't expect them to attend mine. And a matter of fact, I tell my kids, this is what I don't want. I don't think that I would go that far. No, I mean, I thought know, the same thing. I, I wouldn't go that far. If somebody wants to come pay their respects, that's up to them. Maybe it's something in them that they say, maybe I, I've slighted somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. It's people that I've, I've said or done something that they didn't appreciate. And I can understand if they had a certain feeling or a certain way about me. I'm good with that. Uh, you know, uh, like, like, like my man Recipes told me a long time ago, he said, uh, when I pass away, you're going to hear people say, good things about me. You're going to hear some people say bad things about me. But no matter what they say, that's who I was in their eyes. Don't be mad at them. And he happened to die that year. He happened to die the year he told me that. But we are, you somebody's villain whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. You somebody's hero whether you know it or not. You're somebody, I'm somebody's villain. I'm somebody's hero. So we all have certain roles that we play in people's lives. I, I'm just not one that's going to speak ill of the dead. I, I don't, you know what, if I had a problem with you and I'm telling the story, I'll tell the truth. Mm-hmm. But, right. you yeah. know, I'm not going to go out my way to, to, to crap on anybody, you know. So, hey, what's going on, Alicia Zion? And uh, I, I, I know a situation. Patrick said it's not wrong. I know a situation where, like, it was a woman who, you know, uh, baby father, abuse. You know, a lot of abuse, beat, you know what I mean, uh, whatever, separation, whatever. And so, you know, there was a lot of hatred, a lot of, you know, and then as the, as, you know, and we, like you said, this person may have been changed. This person was making an effort to maybe apologize for what I've done in the past, and then he was murdered. You know what I mean? And so it was, it was a lot of mixed Feelings, you know what I mean? Going into a person just going like that, you know what I mean? If, and a lot of people feel guilty because they did like them. Like, I'm not supposed to like them because they're dead. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have a lot, what they call it, a lot of remorse. Like, oh, man, maybe I should have, maybe I should have done better with this person when they was here. But if I don't rock, Correct. like, again, the word is disingenuous. Correct. You know, just because you're gone, nothing has changed. And I, and I agree with you. I'm not going to go out of my way. To say anything bad about you, and that's what the thing about Willie D. And I, if you, I don't know if you listen to like Bushwick's Bill Sons, you know, talking about what he should have said. That he was just answering questions. The dude was asking him questions about his 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 relationship with Bushwick Bill, and these was the story that he told. So it's like, what he's supposed to say? Oh, I'm not going to say that because he ain't here to finish up. No, this is what happened. You know, this is what my situation was, and we didn't rock together, and so. He didn't take no unadvised shots necessarily at him. I'd be more pissed at the, the excess love. 
If you, you know what I'm saying? If you if, don't come acting like, oh, I'm jumping in my casket and I ain't seen you in 20 years. You ain't seen <laughs> me in 20 years. Lord, take no, me, Jesus. I'm going to have a will. Get that, get that motherfucker out of here. You know, so come acting like, oh, he was, nah. You ain't even, you know, nah. Get out, get on the part of here with that. I remember when he stepped on my shoes in sixth grade. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people be like that, though. That's so. right. What's up, Donna Brewer? So, yeah, we make sure, hey, y'all, give us a call, 330-578-4230, and uh, tell, tell us your stories. Have you ever had somebody die abruptly and you had mixed feelings because maybe issues wasn't settled? You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I say all the time, to tell the people you love them every day because we don't know what tomorrow brings. And I always have a... I, I live my life by something that I always try to do is I try to tell people what I think about them. You know what I mean? And it's the same. It'd be the same in life and the same in death. I don't necessarily feel obligated if I don't like you to tell you I don't like you. I think you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm not the type to be in somebody's face that I don't like, you know what I mean? But if I care about somebody, I try to make it a point to let them know it in some way, shape, or form, you know what I mean? What I think about, not that even that I care about them, but the type of person that I think they are. When I see my, my you know, my people's handling their business, and, you know, I see, you know what I mean, my cousins, you know, my dude, uh, um, cousin Marcus, you know what I'm saying, single father, taking care of three boys, you know what I'm saying? I want to shout them out. Like, man, look, you're doing your thing, partner. I got respect for you. My man, Romy Rome, I see you out there, you know what I mean? You know, doing your thing, taking care of your babies and, and, and grandbabies and, 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 you know what I'm saying, taking care of the wifey and everything, bro. I see that. You know what I mean? I'm going to give them love. And I want them to know that, you know what I'm saying? And Rome hit me the other day like, brother, I, 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 I got mad respect for you. I had the blue. That went calling me and calling. So it's like, you got to, to me, you got to do that. You know what I mean? You got to do that. You got to tell your people you love them, man. And don't just tell them that. Tell them how you feel about them. Tell them what the good thing, because we know a lot of times we don't hear that shit every, all the time. Give my flowers you know, while I'm here. Get. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Janice Ogletree said, boom. We got some comments. Janice Ogletree said, I don't see what the problem is. Yes, I would go, especially knowing you want to see them no more. You want to see them more. Uh, Patrick Bubba Boy Cole said, people really do hold grudges for the damnedest things. Yes. You know, and people who won't speak to you for the rest of your life or something they did to you. Forgiveness you is not for them, saying? it's for you. So, again, y'all, this is the full disclosure show, man. Thinking about where it's the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa, Lisa, Little Lady in the House. We go live on Facebook for everybody on the podcast. Uh, appreciate all the love and everybody tuning in, man. And we're going to go ahead and get into the social media post of the week because I got a feeling it's a good one. All right. Well, hey, hopefully I get that pressure. I keep it going. We're going to talk about ASAP Rocky or ASAP Rocky. 
in this whole situation. For those of you not aware, ASAP Rocky is a uh, is a a American rapper who got into a fight on tour in Sweden. <laughs> Has been locked up in a Swedish prison for the last several weeks. And it's Swedish, Swedish. And what we're told is inhumane conditions. His family and uh, supporters they started a petition to get it signed to have people go around to put pressure on the Swedish government in order to release him, give him some sort of bail, uh, get the due process moved along. However, uh, ASAP Rocky, uh, during the Ferguson, Mike Brown killing, uh, had this to say, and this has been coming up and popping up as a meme. I know a lot of people have been seeing this in the timeline. I'll, I'll put a link to this article on this. But when asked about Ferguson, what's his opinion and what he can do? He was on the red carpet and he also said something on the breakfast club. He said, uh, how do you feel about Ferguson? Do you care? He said, why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens, because I'm black, I got to stand up. Excuse my language. What the fuck am I? Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. Rocky was quoted as saying in the July 2016 interview with the Breakfast Club, I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho in Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in these fashion studios. I'm in these bitches' drawers. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my life. Mm-hmm. This was this man's direct quote when asked about the ills that other young black men were facing. And that was his response. It was a, it doesn't affect me type of response. So, in retrospect, this petition comes out asking for fans to sign it, supporters to sign it, black people to rally behind him. And these comments came back to haunt him. Um, now you had a lot of apathy for people once they realized this was the same guy. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know who he was. I saw the interview. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea who he was. I just said, okay, there's some, you know, young man that's being self-centered like a lot of young people yeah. are the whole nine. But I thought it was a very disgusting way to use your platform. Um, the article goes on to talk about him trying to clear it up. He, he then went back on The Breakfast Club to kind of clear up those comments uh, related to the apathy that he felt. And this is what he said when he went back. He said, I just get upset. And what I was really trying to say, there was like, yo, I just hate when the bandwagon stuff start. He told the Breakfast Club host Angela Yee, DJ Envy, and Charlemagne the God. I mean, how come, you know, black lives only matter when the police take them, when a police officer takes it? And it should be like black lives, it should matter when black life take it. You know what I mean? It should always matter. All lives matter. All lives matter. So... He then tried to justify his comments by using a mantra that a lot of these hate groups use whenever we're talking about raising awareness of the plight of black individuals in in the United States, uh, really across the globe, the black diaspora as a whole. Lisa, I'd like to get your take on this. Uh, What is your feeling on this young man being locked up in Sweden, him and his family asking for help from... uh, blacks and fans alike in America. Um, I put a link to this article in the I, thing. I feel like that was definitely more in the karma 
one, two, how how quickly we forget who we are and what we go through when we get a little bit of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you don't matter how much coins you got, but your skin is still the same color as it was before you got them coins. So you are still the same target. You are still the less than equal person you were before you got this money. Now, if he put the same energy that he's putting into trying to get this petition signed into important issues such as Ferguson, then we'll be a lot further. It seems like every time a celebrity gets locked up, and not to say that this man deserves to be locked up in Germany or wherever he's at, not saying that he deserves that, but Speed and speed. every time these celebrities get locked up, all of a sudden we want everybody want to go rally and sign these petitions and go fight to get this rapper, singer, actor out. You know what I'm saying? But what about all the other people that's locked up? You know what I'm saying? What about those people that's locked up over in um, Africa in those unhumane conditions that we all have seen on Facebook? We've seen them before we've seen ASAP Rat Rocky. So why don't why ain't nobody putting that same energy? You know what I'm saying? So I just think that I mean he don't I'm not saying he deserves to get locked up, but his energy energy is being put into the wrong thing. And I mean, you get what you get, you get what you put out. Well, uh Derek. I, I watched the video where where he where this whole thing came up from. So to say that he he and I've also read, i also seen other stories of artists who were in Sweden and who almost got jammed up. And it was somebody who they, they almost arrested. I can't remember who it was. And, and now Sweden is going into a, now the word is getting out about black folks don't go tour over in Sweden, artists, because there has been a few artists who have, have gotten, it was, it was one, I should have, I didn't know you were going to come with this. I would have looked it up, but uh, they let one other artist go that same day. Yeah, yeah, but it was one that was held over there for a minute, and and, and so uh, the thing about that is, I, so he is over there unjustly. All right, well, well, for what happened for them not letting him, you know, leave the country, you know, taking all that is unjust. Okay, number two, I want to be careful. You know, because the dude, I think the dude was only 30 years old. You know what I mean? He's a young guy. And so we've seen, like, you know, Malcolm X went to prison when he was 20. You know what I mean? You see what what, what uh, Detroit Red was before he, you know what I mean? Right. And you've you seen artists like me, Mill, get locked up and come to like, whoa. You know what I mean? Maybe before I was, I was talking about this, this, and that. But now I see things from a different perspective now. So maybe a situation like this will humble the young man, you know what I mean? Because, of course, he's self-centered. He's a young dude. He's getting money. He's getting women. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to mess his money up. Speaking up on uh, 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 speaking up on things that happen, that mess your money up. Let's be real about it. You're not going to be as popular. You know, you, you take the risk, I should, I should say. You take the risk of, you know, that Kardashian money, that, you know what I mean, that you want to get. 
Yeah, he, you know he was I mean? he was on one of the uh, Cash Kings of rap. I think he did like fifteen million last year. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely and I wasn't hip either. Man. You know, I mean, I I I liked his his early stuff when he was hungry and coming out the projects. You know, what I mean? stuff he's done now, you can tell the the, the, money. the money. You know what I mean? So everything he's doing is for himself. So you know, I think this moment, you know, I don't know who was in his in his clique, his family, who talks to him. But I look at stuff like that, stuff like this, as a teachable moment. You know what I mean? You can look at, look, man. You know these situations have happened. You turn your back on. You know what I mean? What happens if we turn our back on you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What happens if we turn our back on you? Like, right. and I think, you know, it's hard being the, the turn another cheek. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Being a better person, but to say, okay, yeah, you know, dude is 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 not. You know, he don't know no better. You know, he he's not aware. He's self-absorbed, you know what I mean? But at the same time, we're still going to support for you because what they're doing to you ain't right. Mm-hmm. Period. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I think we as black folks got to be better and not just condemn You know what I mean? Use it like, look, we're going to get you out. I would talk to you. Talk to you. Always help you. Get it back. Always talking shit. I smack your ass. Got me coming all the way down here to sweep for your ass. I was at work. I had to call out work. You come to sweep to get your money out of this. Coming to get your black ass out here. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely gonna hear that shit. And Patrick Booker Boy Cole just said, in light of those comments you just read of what he said. I'm less sympathetic because uh, there was a yeah. whole bunch of people who didn't even realize. I remember those comments. I remember being disappointed in seeing them. Now, um, I use this for a reason. ASAP Rocky, even though, like you said, he's learning a lesson right now, it's probably just entered the perfect storm. Because the other thing in social media that's been going around is that, you know, and, you know, Derek, I, I hate speaking ill of 45 because I know how much you love Donald Trump. <laughs> That's my president. Don't you talk about my president. I, I, I'm going to tread lightly on this. I'm going to tread lightly on I'll, this. You bet not dare talk uh, about my president. Mr. Good President Donald Trump, sir, um, went on a racist tirade against four congresswomen known as the squad. And uh, the squad consists of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, and Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. Uh, his comments, and I'm just paraphrasing, were if they hate America, if they hate it so much they need to go back to the crime-infested places from which they came. Now, this has been a mantra that's been used by bigots and uh, separatists uh, to put people of color in their place for a long time, brown people that they can go back to their country of origin if they're not happy here. So with all these people calling for the condemnation of 45 because of what he just said, the perfect storm rolls into his lap. ASAP Rocky needs some help in getting out of prison. <laughs> and who's riding in on his white horse with his beautiful blonde wig to come and save him? Mr. Beautiful yeah. Donald Trump's uh, Mr. President. I got, Trump. I got his nigga papers right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donald Trump uh. did, in fact, reach out to Sweden on behalf of him. This is a tactic that black people know. This is the, I, I want you to meet my black friend. I couldn't mm. be racist type right, thing. Right. Because now he can say, hey, if I was racist, would I have reached out and tried to do this? So, 
even with uh, ASAP Rocky having bad luck, it might have been a perfect storm for him right now that Donald Trump needs the PR so to wipe the racist stench away from his comments. Um, but overall, like you said, he's a young guy. He deserves the chance to, to grow. Uh, even when you mentioned uh, Extension right, and, and right. about him, uh, he was young. You know, it's just like people holding what Chris Brown did to Rihanna over his head. He was 18. He was 17 and a half, going on 18 when he did that. Um, you know, young people do young things. They say silly things. But you got older people with those same sentiments. Look at ASAP Rocky and condemn him forever for this. I think Derek, you eloquently stated, you see what could happen. Lisa, you, you describe karma as we know it. What goes around comes around when someone needed you or Mike Brown family needed a voice because it's not it is not black celebrities duty to take care of all social ills that happen to black folks it's just not but when given that platform and that microphone that was the totally wrong thing to say now let's hope he's learned to say you know what do what the what the political people do I'm not I don't know enough about the issue to speak about it intelligently Let me, you know, I'm on the spot. I came here How to, hard is that? for an award show. I, I'm not ready to answer that. I'm not even qualified to answer that. That's that's hubris. That's humility. That's self-effacing. That's something called modesty. That's what we're missing. We should not be young at someone like an ASAP Rocky. Really, what we should be uh, upset with is our generation. And I'm talking about our generation, the, the 40 and over generation, for raising such spoiled kids, for having these kids be so entitled to make them think that money equates to some sort of class or you being better than. We should have shown them a little bit better. So this is just, he's a product of this thinking that money makes me better or money insulates me. It goes back to when Jason Whitlock said that LeBron shouldn't care about uh, racism because he's rich, he's wealthy, he's not affected by it. It's not true. This is a prime example. ASAP mm-hmm. Rock is probably not as rich as LeBron, but he's wealthier than probably anybody watching this show or, or, or anybody that right. you know personally. $15 million last year alone um, that does not insulate you from racism. And this is what's happening in Sweden. They're letting these people know that you're not welcome here. I know Snoop Dogg, I believe, had an issue out in Sweden that he he barely got out. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? If you don't want us there, we won't go there. But... Let this be a lesson to anyone out there wishing bad karma on this young man and for him not caring about social injustices. A social injustice anywhere is a social injustice everywhere. And, you know, it's like a lot of times a lot of people are guilty of, you know, it's not important to me unless it's on my doorstep. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's not my people, if it's not me personally, then we just keep we just keep on we just brush by it. You know, now it's on his doorstep. You know what I mean? Now it's it, you see firsthand, like or 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 you've been reminded because I I, I think you know what it is. But you know, once you get into it, it, it's crazy when we get into it. Have sometimes I don't know if you ever went out to a bar or club and you go with, with, with all white club. And you go in the club, and it's almost like uh, uh, the world outside don't exist because everybody loves you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, all these white people love me. You know what I'm <laughs> Racism what? is Racism over. Racism is dead. It ain't no battle. You know what I mean? It's no business. And if you and these people are living that whole life. It's not just one night. Like you go out, and everybody's just 
just so cool and so sweet and everybody's having a good time. This is every day for them. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like now they start to feel like entitled. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't escape. I got away. I didn't yeah. made. I didn't got away from it. But they you're never away from it. You're never, yeah. you're never away from it. I think once you start having, once you start making money and you start gaining things that you want and you don't have to go through the struggle, you kind of forget that it wasn't just some odd years ago that you were scared to walk down the street. You couldn't even be on this side of town. Mm, right. the street, you know what I'm saying? You could wear a certain color. And it's amazing how fast people forget. That's right, yeah. How fast we forget who we were and where we came from. Uh, I think that well, I, I know that one person can't be the, be the problem solver for every issue. And like you said, um, celebrities aren't the cure for all our issues. But at the same time, even not just a celebrity, I think that we have to start being more passionate and start being more caring and empathetic to people's situations because, I mean, that's just the yeah, way the world period. runs. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the way it should and it's supposed to run. Not just because we know your song right. or your movie or whatever. Right, you know what I'm saying? Don't, and even though we seen, we have recently seen all these people dying and I don't know all of them, a lot of them, most of them I don't know, it still, it still touches me because my kids is in these people's faces. My, my right. cousins, I got cousins that look like these kids. I got kids that look like these kids. So at any given moment, don't think that my kid, my family, my loved one, could, I couldn't be in that situation. Forbid that ever happens. So when we see a situation, we just like, man, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to stop. You got to stop. And, and, and really, too, and plus, when, then you brought up 45, man, and we talk about situations with these kids, this, these immigrant kids is being still, they still in these cells, man. And this shit is deplorable. Yeah, like, this shit is deplorable, man. Horrible. When you hear these these horror stories, coming the, the things that you hear coming from these camps, mm-hmm. that they're holding these kids in, and it's like people just... No, 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 no. We don't even care. Well, yeah, we don't even right? care. Yeah. Rocky's in jail. Now, I mean, so we have an issue because he's in the same condition that these kids that the are in. the kids are in. Well, you know, that was one of the things I was going to touch on. In addition to uh, talking about the, the squad, the four congresswomen, um, I was going to discuss the fact that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she uh, had a chance to question the chief of uh, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, uh, related to a private group that he's in. It's a 10,000-member group, but it was 66 people from that department that were in there that were posting these racist, uh, insensitive messages about people dying in those camps. Yeah, I saw that. And in addition, they had a Photoshop um, uh, picture of her being violently raped. And uh, even <laughs> he was part of that group, and he actually had a few comments in there, so he was a little bit defensive about it. These are the people that are out there protecting you and they have these thought processes so uh, but you know what I ain't gonna go down that rabbit hole right now I'll say that for another time but um, I believe that this young man has learned his lesson I don't know you how hope he, that he has that, you that, hope that, that he has like, okay you know what I have to keep my eyes open I got a little too comfortable in this space you know uh, sometimes it's not worth the argument you just gotta walk away 
you you're you're a multimillionaire. Why would you be arguing or having a fight? Why where was your security? I didn't see the fight right, footage. Right. I look at his security, why didn't y'all stop this? You know, I don't think that the guy that he got into the altercation was arrested. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah. Is well, he not being the, held? Not, no, him. No, I don't think the other guy was arrested. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but him and, and his, guy, yeah. they let that one, they let his partner go. Okay. ASAP Rocky partner was let go, but they kept him. Uh, what I'm saying is this. If you are trying to reach some level of enlightenment or some new level of success, you can't let those who are their sole job is to try to bring you down, bring you down. It's okay to walk away. It don't make you a punk. It don't make you a sucker. It don't make you scared. Sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. You go. You got to learn which which fight, uh, which which battles you take on, and which yeah. fights are worth it. You know what I'm saying? Choose your battles. Yeah. Choose your battles wisely. But let's hope this young man. This isn't anything that. Let's hope he doesn't die in this sweetest prison. I, I would like to see the young brother home. I know we got long memories, but we forgive everybody else. Why can't we forgive our own brother? You know, I'm not going to be We'd be, be one quick to, to forgive everyone. other folks too, boy, so, fast. Yeah, so I'm not going to condemn this brother. He, he said some crazy stuff. He was young. If you just say he's 30 now, when he made those comments, that was 2015. He was, what, 25, 26 years old. He was speaking like a young man. So let this be a lesson to any other artists out there. When they put you on them, I got your moments, just say, you know what, I don't know enough about this subject to comment on it right now. Let me let me learn about it, and then I'll get back to you. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to shut your mouth. Exactly. Man, I always used to cringe when they would ask certain artists. And it's, it's one thing about, you know, what I want to say real quick about the effect celebrities can't have. Because it's, it's a great thing to see, like, somebody you were maybe a fan of. Like, I, I seen an interview one time with uh, Taleb Kweli, Taleb Kweli on CNN. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I, I was filled, man, with just pride. It was just the way the brother spoke and the way he put, you know what I mean, the the, the, the ills and the way he articulated the the thought process. You know, he, it was almost like I was, like he was saying everything, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, hit him with this, hit him with that. And, it's, and it, as opposed to seeing somebody like him get up there and say some shit that... Like A$AP Rocky, Rocky or Kanye West or something would say yeah. some old, slavery was a choice. Go get the new Yeezys. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, you be, you be like, ah, why they get this motherfucker? Oh, thank you, Johnny's Over Tree. Johnny said, uh, damn good show. Good question. 100. Thank you, cuz. I feel like you. these celebrities need to realize whether they want to accept it or not, certain things come with being a celebrity, like job hazards. Like, you, you, got, you got a job at McDonald's and you're the cashier, so your job is to collect the money for the food, but every now and again you might have to pick up a girl and sweep the floor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing as celebrity. You you your job is to entertain, sing, act, or whatever. But every now and again you might gotta pick up the girl and say some shit. Another thing before we get up, you know, celebrity stunts your growth too. Mm -hmm. Like being a celebrity, yeah. especially at a young age, yeah, you coddle. You you, you 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 know it stunts. You can't be the become the person you were meant to. No, nah, because it now nah, it it's it doesn't screw skew your your growth. You know what I mean? And put was it toxic? It's, now you're exposed to so many things that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. So we gotta take stuff in that consideration and you know tap him on the back, tap him on his ass, and 
put him in his room, but you know, get him from over, get him from over there. He's still our brother. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, thanks y'all, man. This was a great show, I thought. And uh, thanks for the love, everybody. You know, share it, uh, send the link. We can't, we can't move unless you help us, man. So, uh, Derek Lamont wins the first. Big Dick Dasty, Rick Bobovitz Green, Lisa, Lisa, little lady of the house. Peace. Peace. All love, man.